Welcome to New Life Bible Church, and thank you for joining us. Every week, listen to practical teaching of God's Word you can apply to your life as you live out your faith every day. Our vision at New Life is that you may know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference. Here's this week's message from New Life Bible Church. When they're little, watch little kids, little boys, little girls. When they're when they're little, little girls. Well, how are you doing? Oh, I love that outfit. Even if they're lying. Oh, I love that outfit. You know, they just you talk to each other. Boys grunt and hit. You know, <laughs> grunt hit insult. That's what they do. You know, look at little, little boys. You're ugly. You're uglier, you know. And, and, you know, girls are, it's just a different world. Men, don't try to figure it out, okay? I have been married 33 years consecutively. Don't try to figure it out, okay? Just just realize it's a, it's a, men are from Mars. Women are from Venus, okay? Venus, think about Venus. Venus, it's 600 degrees right now on the surface of Venus, 600 degrees. That's why every place your wife goes, she's cold. <laughs> she is used to ble- being at 600 degrees. <sighs> I believe I could take my wife on a rocket ship to the sun. We would get off. And she'd go, I'm just a little chilly. Are you chilly? I'm just a little chilly. Oh, I'm glad you had your retreat. Yeah, yeah. Men have advances. Women have retreats. For those of you who haven't met me before, hello. My name is Mike Williams. I'm a father of four wonderful children, Chapman, Coleman, the other two. Um, the... Uh, I have a medical condition. I'm, I'm going to share a little bit because catch some of you up. Some of you are meeting me for the very first time. I have a medical condition. Uh, anybody know CPR? If you know CPR, raise your hand. If you've, if you've, okay. Now, if you've ever performed CPR on a person, okay, not just the plastic person, but a real person, raise your hand. Okay. Okay. If you were successful when you performed it on a real person, raise your hand. Okay. Number got lower. Okay. I'm going I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to take you right there. Okay, right there. Uh, I have a medical condition. I have atrial fibrillation. Two and a half years ago, I died in Butte, Montana. Died flatline. Not beep, 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 that one. Okay. And the worst part about it was the week before, I was at a conference with the guy who wrote the book, Nine Minutes in Heaven. And, and he, he took about three hours to tell us about that, so I think he might have been embellishing a little bit. But anyway. Uh, <laughs> He died, he goes to this big room filled with people that he'd known that have gone on before him. This bright light, the whole thing is filled with bright light. Beautiful, angelic choir singing the whole time. And and then I died, and my experience was completely different, okay? Uh, First of all, it was dark. I heard Leonard Skinner playing. (laughs) And I saw a picture of my mother-in-law, which is why I fought my way back twice, okay? That's why. My mother-in-law saved my life. (laughs) I have a good mother-in-law. That's the only reason I could actually do those jokes. In fact, for the first 10 years of our marriage, I had a bumper sticker on the back of our car. It said, caution, in case of rapture, this car will swerve as my mother-in-law takes the wheel. But anyway, uh, it was was wrong. It was wrong. It was wrong. (laughs) Now I'm a little bit nervous. I've got a a bumper sticker. It was actually on the, the vehicle when I bought it. It says... Uh, my child is an honor roll student. And I just left it on there because, you know, we, we all talk. You know, but I've been a little scared, Pastor, because recently you've noticed a lot of these actors and actresses have been getting jail time for 
making it to where their kids look better than they do. And I've just been afraid that the cops were going to pull me over and say, Mr. Williams, I'd like to see your driver's license, your insurance card, and your child's report card. You know what I'm saying? And <laughs> like, oh, you're going to jail. That bumper sticker's a lie right there. That's a, that's a lie. Oh, man. I, I, I like to have fun. I, I like to enjoy the ride. God gave us one life here. We need to enjoy it. We need to breathe in every day. We need to find the good in life. We, we need to find the joy, and we need to say, thank you, Lord. Even when we see stupidity, we need to say, thank you, Lord, for this stupidity. I take a lot of medications. I take 15 pills every day. Now, now the three of them were given to me by doctors, okay? <laughs> Twelve were given to me by people like you at different churches who came up afterwards and said, if you'll take these, you'll get better, okay? friend of mine buys shark cartilage pills. He buys them from a veterinary supply service in Canada for two cents a piece, okay? They're $2 a piece here, okay? Canadian veterinarian supply, two cents a piece. Uh, shark cartilage. Are they helping your heart any? I, I don't know. I'm swimming faster than I've ever swam, okay? And, and, and when I eat, my eyes roll back in my head, but it's, it, unless you get the Discovery Channel, that makes no sense. And, and so uh, anyway, uh, I have two ladies from the essential oil companies. I know you're here. I smell thieves oil in the room. I smell, right, right. They, they, these two ladies from the two different oil companies make me pills, okay? They, they make me pills. You, you, understand, you know about this. They buy empty pill capsules, put droplets of these ancient biblical, biblical oils, okay? Send them to me through the mail, which I believe is a federal offense, okay? <laughs> I take them. I don't question. I can't pronounce any of the oils. It's all these weird oil names. The only oil that I know is every day I know that I take, both of them put three droplets of frankincense oil, ancient biblical frankincense oil. You know frankincense. You think Christmas time, Frank, gold frankincense and myrrh. I know from my time in seminary that frankincense is an oil to prepare you for your burial. Uh, <laughs> Which, which kind of bothers me that they're putting it in my, in, you, you know what I'm saying. It's, I said to my wife, why are they doing that? She said, they're hedging their bets. <laughs> I said, what? She said, think of it this way. It's like the veterinarian who's also a taxidermist. Either way, you get your dog back. And so, and so, that, that, so. That, that's the concept, I guess. Okay. Uh, now, I tell you this story because I was on a, a red-eye flight. I was flying from Seattle, Washington. I know we have a, 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 visit, a lady visiting today from Seattle. Where's, where's our lady from Seattle today? Right there. Good to, good to have you. True story. Seattle, Washington, flying out beautiful SeaTac. You've got to love SeaTac. Flying the red-eye flight. Leaves 1230 at night from Seattle. Comes back to Atlanta, Georgia. It stops because I'm a Delta flyer. Okay, it stops in Atlanta. And, and then it comes down to Tampa. And so that's where I was headed the all-night flight. I was absolutely exhausted. Got home at 7.30 in the morning and went right to bed. Okay, you think you're going to sleep on the red eye. You're not. You're going to be awake just bearing with it, okay? And, and so, because I don't fit on the seats, okay? An airplane seat now is 13 inches wide, 13 inches, people. I'm 44 in the waist. Divide that in half for front and back. That's 22. 22 doesn't go into 13. Do you know what I'm saying? It does, it, it does not go into 13. Okay, I, I, I'm I can't put both cheeks down. You know what I'm saying? The whole, it was a rough, it was a rough night. <sighs> Finally get home. I'm exhausted. I went right to bed. Went to bed, fell asleep, sound asleep, slept most of the day. About two o'clock in the afternoon, I woke up, got up, spent time with the family, helped my wife make supper. Why? Because that's the kind of man that I am. And uh, helped her put away the uh, 
the, the stuff at the end and even wash a little bit of the dishes because that's the kind of husband that, that I am. I try to do my best. She said, you look tired. I said, I'm exhausted. She said, go to bed. I listened. I obeyed. I went to bed. And <laughs> now the problem is, though, I forgot to take, you know, I told you about the 12 pills. The three pills are very time critical. And in the morning, because I went to sleep, I forgot to take my pills. And now in the evening, I forgot to take my pills too. So I wake up at 1230 at night and go, oh, I forgot to take my pills. I quietly got out of bed. Didn't want to wake up my wife. Why? That's the kind of husband that I am and went into the kitchen. Didn't turn on the light because the light's right outside of our bedroom. I didn't want to wake her up again. That's, that's the way I roll. You know what I'm saying? I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm good stock, good stock. And so uh, I, I opened the refrigerator door. I'm going to use the light from the refrigerator, just a little bit of light to take my pills. I, the, she's got them in the bowl right there, 15 pills. And I start taking my pills. You can't take 15 pills at once. I've tried. I take mine in like three groups of seven. And so... <laughs> Not a big math crowd here in uh, Orange City. I said, woo, go homeschool. Okay, and so anyway, uh, <laughs> I'm taking my pills. In the taking my pills, I look down, do the pill. There's two pills on the floor. Obviously, I've dropped two pills uh, on the floor. You have to understand, we have young kids. We believe if something falls on the floor, you have a window of time, a short amount of time in which to pick them up. They're still considered clean. Are you with me at our house? That's 45 minutes. And so I... I <laughs> I reached down, I pick up the pills, I swallow them down, I went back into the room, went back to bed, slid in bed, nobody awake, everybody's fine, my wife just sound asleep because that's the kind of husband that I am. And I'm laying there trying to get to sleep, but now my body clock is off. Have you ever been so tired you couldn't sleep? Makes no sense to me. What, I, I, I've never been so hungry I couldn't eat. Never, never been. I, I, I've never had to pee so bad I couldn't pee. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I, I, I said that last night in Winter Haven, Florida. A guy shouts out, you've never had a kidney stone. And so, I'm a, I, <laughs> so, so I guess he's right. <laughs> so anyway, so it, it, there I am. I'm trying to get to sleep, doing everything I could think of. You know, some people sing songs. Some people count sheep. And uh, my, my thing is I, I have a little bit of a theological background. I like to go through the books of the Bible, Pastor. I like to just count the books of the Bible, just, you know, one, Genesis, two, Exodus, three, Leviticus, four, Numbers. Go through all 25, 30 of them. And so, <laughs> you know, the dangerous part is fewer people got that than the match joke, okay? There's, there's still work for you to do here, Reverend. There's still work. Don't give up. There's still work. So anyway, I'm laying there, but instead of falling asleep, I started to get an upset stomach. Went quickly from an upset stomach to indigestion. Went quickly from indigestion to pain. Now, when I reached a level of pain, I realized that I should not suffer alone. Can I get an amen? Can I get a witness? Can I get a, you know what I'm talking about? All right. So, and, and I reached over I, I, to my wife and I shook her arm and I said, baby, wake up. I, I, I'm not feeling well at all. To which my wife, the love of my life, my childhood sweetheart. We've been married 33 years consecutively, okay? Consecutively. So uh, I, I turned to her and I said, baby, I'm not feeling well. She says to me, roll over and go to sleep. You'll feel fine in the morning, okay? That was not the level of care that I expect after 33 faithful years. Do you know what I'm talking about? And I started to get mad and then I said, no, 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 not gonna get mad. What would Jesus do? 
I thought he would send her to hell right now is what he would do. No, 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 no. I was just kidding. I was just kidding. I said, Jesus would give her a second chance. Can I get an amen and a ha? Uh-huh, yeah. Okay, right there. And so anyway, I thought about this and I said, you know what? I've got I've to put this in words where she can buy in. She can have empathy with me in the middle of the night and wake up. And I thought about all the times that she would wake me up during her pregnancies to feel the baby kicking. My wife loved to wake me up when that would happen. In the middle of the night, 3.30 in the morning, I'd feel she'd grab my hand, put it on her stomach. She'd go, wake up, wake up, the baby's kicking. And I would be the good husband. I would wait. And she'd say, wait. And, and I'd wait. And, and 20 minutes later, she, she, she would go, right there, did you feel it? And I'd go, wow, praise the Lord. But I'm going to tell you something, ladies. I'll probably get kicked out of the men's group for saying this. I never felt nothing, nothing. Zippo, zilch, not a nothing. But I pretended to. Why? Because I loved her. I loved the child. I love Jesus. You know what I'm saying? So anyway, so, so I said, okay, maybe this will work for her. So she's sleeping. I reach over, shook her arm. I said, baby, reach over, feel my stomach. Something is kicking. Okay. To, to which she opens up one eye and says, quit whining. <gasps> Out of the mouth of a Christian woman, quit whining, roll over and go to sleep. Now I'm angry, okay? Now I'm laying right over at the edge of my bed. I'm just talking to myself. You've been there. You know what I'm talking about. Oh, she's not offended. She can't hear me. She's back to snoring again. Got that great little CPAP noise going on over there, right there. So, yeah. I'm just talking to myself. I'm not whining. I know when I'm getting better. Some days I get better, but I know I'm not going to get better. I know when I'm getting better. I'm not whining. I'm certainly not whining. Oh, I know how to whine. I'm a man. I'm a man. I know how to whine. But I'm not whining. In fact, I hope I die. I, I hope I die to prove to you and your mother. Okay, okay. Finally, I couldn't take it anymore. I got up. I got dressed as noisily as possible, by the way, because that's the kind of husband I am. Okay. I got in my car, drove down to the emergency room, ran into the emergency room, went in there. They started scanning my body with an ultrasound machine, one of those machines that look inside of you, asking me questions. Mr. Williams, have you had an operation recently? I said, no, 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 no operations. Why do you ask? And they turned the screen toward me and he said, if you'd had an operation, we'd almost believe that somehow inadvertently and accidentally they had somehow left. uh, There's two sponges, like medical, six-inch medical sponges in your intestinal tract there. And the young doctor leans over. He says, one of the sponges looks like a dinosaur, okay? That's, that's what he said, okay? I'm just sharing what he said. Don't get ahead of me. Some of you already know more than I knew at the time, okay? So uh, anyway, they left the room, okay? They go out to that big island. You know, they have an island, computer island out there where they look up on Google to see what they think you might have. And so, but, so... <laughs> I get my insurance through Obamacare, so I get a free second opinion from Bing. Okay, so anyway. Uh, too much? Too soon? Okay, sorry. Okay. Anyway, while they're out there, I picked up my phone. I called my wife. I called my wife, and I woke her up a third time. I said, I'm not just whining. I'm not just going to get better in the morning. I've got two sponges in my intestinal, two six-inch sponges in my intestinal tract. To which my wife, the love of my life, says to me, we went to the dollar store today. Have you ever had somebody join your conversation that had no idea what you were talking about? I said, baby, wake up. I could care less where you went shopping today. I'm at the emergency room, the ER. Er, I, I am here. I'm here. They, they, they have scanned my body. I have a T-Rex in my intestines, baby. And she said, I'm not asleep. I heard you, silly. We went to the dollar store today, and your middle son, Coleman, with his dollar, bought four little green pills. When you throw them in water, six minutes later, they expand to six-inch foam dinosaurs. He lost two of the pills. 
<laughs> I said, I will call you back. I hung up the phone. I pushed that button. Let me tell you, they're pretty quick in the emergency room when you push the nurse button. All of a sudden, both doctors and nurse come back in. Yes, Mr. Williams, are you okay? And I said, ha, 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 ha. I think I might be able to shed a little light on the situation. And I told them what my wife had told me. And they started laughing at me. Yeah, yeah. Oh, not just laughing. No, calling other people in other parts of the hospital to come down to the emergency room where they would rescan me and take pictures of the ultrasound machine. <laughs> The young doctor would hold the probe right here. He'd go like this. He'd go, look, it looks like the dinosaurs are running. That's what he would do. <laughs> Finally, I said, okay, ha, 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 ha. What do you have to do? You have to pump my stomach. Dr. Barrett goes, no, I believe the hypothesis, Mr. Williams, that you've projected amply meets the criteria of what we would feel would be a proper diagnosis and the uh, acidic value of your stomach intestinal tract compared to the pH nature of a sponge more than likely would be overcome within the amount of time we would feel acceptable within American Medical Association standards. <laughs> I, I, and then he turns and walks out of the room. Uh, what? The young doctor looks at me. He goes, you didn't understand a word he said, did you? I said, no, I didn't. He said, can I put it in the words you can understand? I said, please do. He said, I noticed from your chart that you're a missionary in the Dominican Republic. I said, yes, I, I run Crossover Cups mission down there uh, for children. He said, Christian mission. I said, yes, sir, Christian mission. He said, let me put it in biblical terms for you. I said, I can take that. He said, Genesis chapter 4, verse 3 says, and it came to pass. <laughs> I said, all right, thank you, amen, all right. Well, here, let, me, let me get my guitar on here, and let's do a little music today, too, before it's all over. We'll have a good time today. Glad you're here, and, and we'll get this plugged in. I'm almost, almost re you're ready for me to plug in, brother? Okay, very, very good, very good, okay. People, it's a little guitar, okay? People, people look up here and go, whoa, he's huge. It's a, it's a, it's a miniature guitar, okay? Uh, I did not start out wanting to do comedy or to be a speaker. I wanted to be a singer. I wanted to be a singer-songwriter, a, a, a James Taylor, a John Mayer, an Ed Sheeran, one of those guys that played those songs and, and made girls cry. I've made girls cry before. But it wasn't my songs, it was my personality. But anyway, I, but it was a different thing. And, and so, but, but I, 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 tried, I tried to be that songwriter. I used to try to write serious songs. I, I remember one of my first songs, I was standing in front of the mirror and I said, why don't we take this and make this talk about the mirror of the soul? And I was looking at and thinking about myself looking in the mirror and I wrote a song called, My Tattoo Looked Better 50 Pounds Ago. Okay, I wrote that. And, and so, that, and, and it just, it wasn't, it wasn't a girl cry song, you know what I'm saying? And, and then I thought, well, maybe I could write country music. Country music, it's big now, it's huge, one of the biggest things, maybe I could write country music. Uh, but I don't know if you've ever tried to write a song. Country music is written from life experience. And I didn't have it, okay? I don't have country music life experience, okay? I've never pawned a gold tooth to get beer money. I've never set fire to a double wide trailer. I've never been seen on live PD. <laughs> and I've never bailed my mom out of jail. You know what I'm saying? So, I can't write a country song, 
okay? It, it, it's, it, it's impossible. Uh, I thought about sacred music, Pastor. I thought, why not write some sacred songs, some, some Christian songs? And, and I came so close many times. I, years ago, I, I wrote a song called Inspiring Grace, How Sweet the Sound That Saved a Wretch Like Me. And, 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 and it, was, uh, it just wasn't amazing. You know, it just lacked, a, it just, it was so, so close, so close. And recently I wrote a song called I Can Only Envision. And, and again, it was, <laughs> it was so close, it just lacked a little imagination. And, and I was, again, and, uh, and uh, so <laughs> I, 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 I thought, well, maybe acoustic rock, maybe the thing is, you know, man, our, our brother's up here, man, he's got the, got the, the guitar, he's got the, the little hat right there. I got to get me one of those things because I think if I get that and some hair to come out of it, that'd be my thing right there, right there. <sighs> acoustic rock. Love song. About the angst of love and how it ends sometimes. Finally got over you. I finally got over you. I finally got over you. But I had to put my truck in four wheel drive. All right, that's it right there. Clap for that one right there. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> some of your folks are looking up here right now going, I don't even think he's a Christian. So, <laughs> we, we, we got to have a good time. We got to learn. We got to learn to laugh. I, I don't write a lot of, I, I've written over 180 comedy songs. I try to write serious ones. They just don't. It, it starts out serious, you know, and, and just some, just goes from God, you know. You know how it is, Pastor. You work on a sermon for a while, and you think this is going to be the best one, and then halfway through you go, eh, next, right there. And, uh, but I was uh, in uh, Atlanta, Georgia a couple weeks ago at a place called Stone Mountain. I don't know if you've ever been to Stone Mountain, and uh, it's beautiful. They have a mountain there. It's made, made out, of, out of stone. And uh, they've got a uh, 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 choo-choo train that runs around, a laser, patriotic laser light show every weekend and, and a beautiful place. And I'm there with my kids standing out in front of this place. It's the Yosemite of the South. In fact, Stone Mountain is so big that you can actually, it's one of the, the things that you can actually see from outer space, okay? And so I'm standing there and I'm watching, there's this big, beautiful eagle, most beautiful eagle I've ever seen, huge, flying across the face of it. And, and I, I live in Lakeland, we don't get a lot of eagles there. Uh, and uh, we, we had one, um, tastes like chicken. And, and so, <laughs> right, or spotted owl, but you really, really need a pair of those to make a good sandwich. And, and so, <laughs> no, it's okay, they didn't laugh at the PETA conference either. And so, uh, <laughs> See, see, this is why I'm not a pastor today is because I'd be trying to go serious and then all of a sudden, no, oh, it was, oh, thank you. I can't bend that far down. I could have to uh, <laughs> touch another toe. Yeah. <laughs> thank you. Thank you, Pastor. Uh, I, I would try to write serious stuff. But anyway, let, let me shift gears here. We got to get serious before we go home today. Um, I'm watching this eagle fly across the face of the mountain and it was just amazing snapping some pictures on my phone. And all of a sudden, over the top of that mountain comes this big cloud system, big storm, or, or a front, a storm front. 
and the weather seemed to drop about 20 degrees and it was starting to spit rain. And I said, great. That eagle's going to run. I told the kids, I said, get a good look, get all the pictures you want because that eagle's going to run. It's going to find a place and hide in the rock. That eagle's going to find a tree to hide with. The eagle will fly away. But what was so amazing was that eagle did not run. That eagle took the same wind that was coming against it and used that wind to lift it up higher. And I said, there's a lesson that'll preach. Take that which is coming against you. Turn it around, use it to lift you up higher. I, I, I don't know what you heard this week. I know you ladies have been off at the retreat, but I know everybody over 25 ladies sat at home, okay? And I know you were subjected to things like Facebook. Not all y'all. I know you don't have Facebook, okay? That's, uh, yeah. W- welcome to 1994, brother. Come on, get, get. I mean, I mean, Jesus is on Facebook. Get on there, okay? All right. Uh, Oh, I don't know what you heard this week. I don't know what doctor gave you a diagnosis that didn't sit right with you. I don't know what family situation you got a call on today. I don't know. But here's what I do know. With the help of God, we can take that which is coming against us and turn it around and use it to lift us up higher. So as the rain started to fall, I just... uh, put into words exactly what that eagle said to me. It goes like this. That's wrong. That's just wrong. If I was Catholic, that's two weeks in purgatory for doing that one right there. Yeah. <laughs> Hope you had a good time this morning. God is good. He wants us to laugh. You know, we laugh a hundred times. New England Journal of Medicine said if we laugh a hundred times a day, it's equivalent for our heart muscle of jogging ten miles. Yep. Some of you can have extra dessert for lunch. No charge. Eight and a half years ago, I was doing comedy on the uh, Christian cruise line, the music boat, sitting out uh, watching a beautiful bay in the Bahamas on a beautiful... uh, a porch overlooking the ocean. I felt like I was on a ladies' retreat. <laughs> yeah, right, massage and facial, yeah. Yeah, see, see if you get the same effect next time getting together in a garage and eating, <laughs> eating a wild hog somebody shot three years ago and been freezer burned. Yeah, 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 see if the Lord moves then. There's your test, there's your test, yeah. Paul and Silas in jail. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. I'm not bitter. No. I sat out on that beautiful boat, and a friend walked into the room, and and he said, Mike, you do not look happy. I said, I'm not happy. He said, why? Look at where you're at. And I said, "Uh, 
but I'm not supposed to be here. I'm supposed to be in the Dominican Republic. And he said, what are you going to do about it? And I said, I, I got to do something about it. I went home, uh, took my wife out to eat the same restaurant that I proposed to her. I had a good track record there, getting a yes. <laughs> At Burger King, still there. <laughs> I said, baby, we've supported the mission for a long time and the work down there and what's going on down there. I believe it's time for us to go. And my wife said, when do we go? I'm grateful for a spouse like that. I'm grateful for a spouse that'll stay with me and, and follow me and praise the Lord. Eight and a half years ago, Pastor, um, we started, just my wife and I and a helper down there. Uh, pretty much my Spanish ability was limited to that which could be ordered at Taco Bell. <laughs> Yo quiero. <laughs> uh, if I'd known it was going to be this big, I wouldn't have had the faith. I'll be honest with you. I'm just, I'm just being vulnerable today. Um, if I'd known our budget was going to be where it is, if I'd known the amount of people, the amount of responsibility... I would have shut up and stayed on the boat. <laughs> or jumped off the boat. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Man, that's just honesty. You know what I'm saying? It's okay. <laughs> it's all right. <laughs> that's why I amen where I amen. It was just, <laughs> you're just the honest person right there. No, you, you know what I'm talking about. But you know what? Um, God has been faithful all along. And if there's a lesson that I can just insert here, I'm not here to preach today, but if there's a lesson that I can insert here, it's this. When God moves you to go, go. You don't have to know where you're going. If you look at the great men of, of Hebrews, had no idea where they were going. If you look at Abraham, had no idea where he was going, but he just knew that he was supposed to go. Moses knew he was supposed to get to the promised land, but he had no idea where that was. He was a man, refused to ask for directions. That's why they spent 40 years circling. Because Moses wouldn't pull the caravan over and go, hey, do you know where the promised land is? That was before GPS. Folks, we sing that song, or we used to sing it. It's an old song. Wherever he leads, I'll go. Wherever he leads, I'll go. Um, maybe we need to bring that back. You know, just go. When you hear him say something, when he speaks to you, when he pricks your heart, your mind, but Mike, what if I miss it? What if it's not him? Then get over it. Then you take one step back and you go, I missed it. Horrible tragedy. <laughs> get over it. But when you're willing to say yes, when you're willing to fall flat on your face, when you're willing to go, that was a mistake, <laughs> then God can use you. Yes. See, that's when pride's gone. Yes. Yes. You know? Then we can be used. Yes. So just, just be. Be in him. Be filled with his word, with his spirit. And then just go. 
Just, just let it flow out of you. Just be the salt and light, and the world gets changed. Thanks for listening to the New Life Bible Church podcast. If you're ever in the Central Florida area, consider this a standing invitation for you to join us. We would love to meet you. Services are Sundays at 1030 a.m. and Wednesdays at 7 p.m. If this message blessed you, imagine what it would be like in person. Keep up with everything going on at New Life on our website, orangecitychurch.com. New Life Bible Church, you will never be the same.